Welcome everyone to the Sight Beyond Sight podcast, where we look beyond the surface, diving deeper into life's issues. I am your host, Mike, aka Emperor, and please, please try me. If you do call me that, chances are I will respond. I love that title. But before we get things kicked off, I just want to extend my gratitude and all my thanks. I really do appreciate all of you for choosing to spend the next 30 minutes of your life with me. I know that you could be doing other things or listening to someone else, but you chose to tune in to Sight Beyond Sight, and for that, I'm very thankful. And now, let's get this show on the road. You know, I've been sitting here thinking. I've been thinking, like I always do probably overthinking. I was thinking there are some situations that really drive me mad, you know, and there are some situations that just really get to me. And after the situation is over with, I start thinking about it and I'm thinking, man, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have said something differently. And all that frustration boils up and I'm at home in my room or maybe in my living room and I'm just thinking about it in my blood is boiling. I'm sweating a little bit. The tension is rising. And then I start air fighting, just punching the air, kicking all crazy. You know the, you know how that looks. I think we've all done it before. And if you haven't, I think you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> you know, so we, we all know that scene. And I think back and I said, why did I not say what I wanted to say? Or how did I not see this coming? Why was I so ill-prepared for this conversation? Think about this. Have you guys ever had a conversation where, you know, you didn't really expect it to go sideways and the person started out talking to you and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. Okay, maybe, maybe it might not go that way. Then all of a sudden they drop something in there and it's pretty slick. They say something just kind of out of the side of their mouth and, Start talking a little bit reckless, but it's not reckless enough for you to just lash out, but it makes you think it just kind of hit you in the heart, hit you in the chest and made you feel a little funny. Have you guys ever felt that way? And then you continue on with the conversation and then some of it you're listening to, you try to focus, but really you're thinking about what kind of defense you're going to have, how you're going to respond. And then you stop listening to the conversation a little bit. And sometimes you're left speechless. I cannot stand that feeling when I leave a conversation that I felt like it might have taken a turn for the worse and I'm speechless. That just makes me feel so many different things. One, I feel like I was blindsided. I feel like I was set up. I feel like maybe this was uh, intentional. Some of the things that were said were intentional, or maybe they were just out to hurt me or out to get me. And then I start to wonder, well, how long have they been saving up this ammo? You know, that's when I really start to flip. How long were they saving this up? And then it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. Then I'm not even thinking clearly. I'm not thinking about anything that's being said. All I'm thinking about is how 
how wrong I'm feeling about the situation. Have you guys ever felt like that before? So a little history. I don't know who likes to feel this way. I cannot stand feeling vulnerable, just cut wide open, and I can't hide it. It's just there. And I can't stand feeling weak. You know, I grew up watching He-Man, She-Ra. Those are you guys. Those of you that are old enough, you guys know what I'm talking about. I was watching G.I. Joe and Transformers. But to me, the ultimate was He-Man. That was the only way my mom can get me to eat my vegetables back in the day was, well, do you want to be strong like He-Man? And I'd say, yeah, of course. Well, He-Man ate his vegetables. Then all of a sudden, I'm mowing him down because I wanted to be like He-Man. I mean, he was just so strong, but he was so nice and so kind and helpful. That's who I wanted to be. I didn't want to be weak. You know, when he was uh, Adam, when he wasn't in He-Man form, he was Adam, Prince Adam, right? And he still had his muscles. He still looked good. He looked the part. But there was something that changed in his mentality. He was just kind of weak-minded. It was real, a little too playful. But that's good, though. But I always wanted to be He-Man. I wanted to be that strong guy just saving the day, rescuing the damsel in distress. You know, I wanted to have the right words to say. I wanted to be the one that people called upon for, for any of their troubles. So I look back and I think, well, maybe... Just maybe this is part of the reason why I don't like feeling weak. You know, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm not saying I know it's a typical situation where people are probably thinking, well, you know what, Emperor? Ha, got you with that. (laughs) I'm just joking. Sort of. Am I? I've digressed. But, you know, people say, you know what, Mike? I don't know anyone who wants to feel weak, but... You know, I guess our responses are different. Some people have a different response and they can handle that situation better. For me, I cannot handle that situation as well as other situations. You know, you can put me in a situation where people are uh, in danger or whatnot, and I'm going to probably keep my cool. You can put me in a situation where uh, it's hostile or whatnot, Or maybe there's a fire and I'm probably going to keep my cool. Whereas other people may panic. But man, if I feel like I'm weak in a situation or I've been taken advantage of, oh man, I am not thinking. I'm just reacting. Either I'm going to crumble or I'm going to fight back like I'm a, a tiger that has his back against the wall. It's pretty extreme. There's really no middle ground for me when it comes to that. So saying all of this, I don't know when this has happened to you. Maybe it's happened to you with a best friend. Maybe it's happened to you in your relationship with your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe it's happened to you with your parents, your brothers and sisters. Maybe it's your colleagues, your boss. I don't know. 
But I, I think that at some point of time, we have been in this situation where we just felt like the conversation didn't go well and we didn't say what we should have said. So this brings me to my question to ponder. To bite your tongue or to bite your tongue off? Why do we do that? Why do we bite our tongue in these situations? What's the purpose of biting your tongue? And if you bite your tongue, are you weak? You know, I've thought about that and I was thinking, breaking it down and there, there's three courses of action that you may take when it comes to biting your tongue. You know, we have some, once again, in all these situations, we have a decision to make. Either we're going to do it or we're not. And it just depends on where you're at. So I was just thinking about this, and I wanted to dive deeper into that topic. I want you to take a moment to think about why do we bite our tongues? What purpose does it serve? How do we go about that process? Why didn't I lash out? Why did I leave this conversation feeling worse? Not because of what was said, but feeling worse because of what I didn't say. I want you guys to think about that for a moment. Now, what we have to understand is this. We have to understand that there is a difference between biting your tongue and biting your tongue off. Now, there's a couple of examples that I can think of to show examples of how these, these terms are different. And when it comes to biting your tongue, you know that saying, oh, you bit your tongue. That's, you're holding back. You're holding back from saying something. That's, in essence, what we are doing when we bite our tongues. Now, sometimes we get put in situations where we have to bite that whole thing off. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Let's dissect that a little bit and talk about it. You know, when you bite your tongue, you just kind of bite the tip of it. You know, you bite the tip of your tongue and, and you're taking some time. Some things are happening in that quick moment when you bite your tongue. And we'll go deeper into that. But the broad sense, you're just biting down on your tongue and just saying, nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to say anything. And then there's the times where you have a real decision to make. Do you bite your tongue all the way off? Or do you keep going? And I think there are some cases where you should bite your tongue all the way off. So we'll dive, we'll dive a little deeper into that. So one of the first things that we have to understand when it comes to biting your tongue is that we have to understand what our motivation, we have to understand our motivation in this whole scenario. What's our intent in this scenario? Someone comes... Someone comes at us, they're talking to us, they say something a little slick under their tongue, and you're trying to dissect what was said. You don't know if that was a personal attack or maybe they just are feeling uh, uh, 
hurt and they weren't trying to hurt you, but they it was the best way that they can get their feelings out. Who knows? We're trying to figure that out. But most of the time, we're pretty defensive. I'll speak my, for myself. If you come at me and I think you said something slick, I immediately I'm going to feel defensive. And I've gotten to the point where a lot of the times I will, I'll bring it up right then. And there's still a few times I'm not perfect by any means, but there are some times where I just hold my tongue and I won't say anything and I just will leave it at, uh, at that and leave it alone. But we have to understand our motivation. Is our intent to hurt the situation or to heal the situation? You know, if your intent is to heal the situation, then you're going to take a moment to bite your tongue. If your intent is to hurt the situation, then you're going to bypass all the rest of the things and then you're just going to lash out. So first we have to understand our motivation. What are we trying to do? Let's just use the example of your best friend. Most of us all have a best friend or have had a best friend. I don't know. But I'm going to assume that that's the case. So, you know, we have the relationships with the best friends and everything's all hunky-dory. We love each other because we've never had one single fight and we agree on everything and we love everything. And, man, my guy is into sports and chicken wings and I love the same kind of hot sauce that he loves. And, you know, we drive the same cars. We wear the same clothes, same size shoes, man. It's like we were twins. Girls operate on the similar level. So you have your best friend and then you have that argument. Maybe the best friend felt like you hurt their feelings. Um, Maybe you're at a party together and then, you know, things, you started hanging out and meeting new friends and maybe that friend felt like, ah, he kind of left me out. So then the friend comes up and talks to you. And then they start talking about the situation and then they say something about the past. Well, I remember this one time where you really upset me and I didn't like how you did this or did that or whatever. And it's something that's so far in the past. Something that was probably never even brought up. Then you're thinking, what? How long have they been holding on to this? So as soon as we start to feel that defensiveness, we have a decision to make. We have to take a second to understand what our motivation is in this conversation. Are we in it to hurt the conversation and hurt the situation? Or are we going to work as a person who's trying to heal the situation? Once again, if your intent is to hurt the situation, you're going to bypass the other things that we're going to talk about and you're just going to lash out. And then you'll see what happens from there with the relationship. Maybe you end up in a big argument going back and forth, back and forth, and then nothing is ever resolved. Who knows? Or maybe things dissolve. (laughs) It could happen. It happens all the time. So moving on to the next step. When we think about what our motivation is during that moment, then we have to say, okay, our motivation is to heal the conversation. So then after that, We take time to think about the trifecta of ours. 
That's recover, recoup, and refrain. That's the trifecta that we have to deal with and that we have to consider after we realize our motivation in the conversation. So we'll start with recover. What I mean by we take a second to recover, you've just been hit with a bomb, right? You're feeling defensive. You don't know what the motive was for that, what was said to you. You don't know if that was a, a, a vicious attack, a personal attack. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know if the person is just speaking out of anger. Or you don't know if, if it was just an accident. Just wasn't really good with their words. We don't know. But we have to take t- time to uh, recover and regain our emotional balance. If we do not regain our emotional balance, then chances are we're going to continue this conversation not thinking clearly. You're going to react. You're going to just react to whatever's being said or you're going to react to how you're feeling. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. You know, as you'll find, uh, the more I speak and the more you listen in, I watch a lot of sports. I love the game of football. I think a lot of life relates to football. <laughs> you know, and I think back to some of the times I would play in games. And this is this, this is the thing. I always hate it when the coaches say, get mad, play angry, get mad. Like, I don't have to be mad to play football. I'm one of the smallest da- dudes out here. Everybody's trying to target me and kill me because I'm the smallest dude. That's enough motivation for me to play hard. I don't need to be mad. I'm out here running and fighting for my life. I'm good. (laughs) You know, and I think about the times where I did play upset. Those were some terrible games, missing assignments, missing tackles, being reckless, not being a clean player, not being a team player. I'm out there selfishly roaming the field trying to make my own rules and run my own plays. I'm not even thinking about anybody else but myself and my own personal objective. It was just, it's always been a mess the few times I can remember playing angry. And it's because I never took the time to regain my emotional balance. So after we cover, after we, after we recover, <laughs> Let's try that again. My goodness. We have to recoup. And when we recoup, we're simply we're simply gathering our thoughts. Okay, we're gathering our thoughts. How are we going to attack this conversation? How are we going to handle this? What are we going to say? How are we going to respond to what I just heard? Recovery, recoup. And then we're going to refrain. And you're going to refrain from speaking ill will or speaking venomous types of talk. It's just as simple as that. And this happens in a matter of seconds. This happens in a matter of seconds, guys. This is not a a two-minute process, you know, 
all of a sudden, boom, your back is against the wall. Maybe you weren't ready for this conversation. Maybe you thought you were just meeting up to hang out as usual. Maybe you're out uh, at lunch at work or you met up for lunch and then you're thinking everything's all hunky-dory and then all of a sudden your friend starts blasting you with this stuff that they have on their mind. In that moment, we have to think, okay, what's our motivation? What's our intent? Are we going to hurt? Are we in this to heal this situation? Then you're jumping to the next one. Okay, I got to recover emotionally. Okay, I got a little hot. My temp started to rise a little bit, a little higher than I thought. Then I got to recoup, gather my thoughts. Okay, I cannot act out and respond just on sheer emotion. And then you have to refrain. You have to use... Um, you have to use restraint in what you're going to say. We're not speaking ill. We're not speaking venomous poison. And the third thing to do, if, you, if that does not work, sometimes you just have to bite your tongue. If you feel, you have to bite your tongue all the way off. If you feel like you've just reached a point where you're just about to, to burst, your blood is boiling, you are just in full attack mode. And right there, we have the ultimate decision to make. Are we going to attack? Or are we going to sacrifice our tongue in order to preserve a relationship? And that's ultimately why we bite our tongue, right? Don't you think? I'm interested to hear uh, other people's perspectives on this because, like I said, This is just coming from me and this is from my thoughts, but I'm throwing this out there to see if there's other perspectives, you know, out there because I'm in the business of learning. I want to learn. I love learning from people. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love going out and just talking to random people. It's just awesome to hear their stories. But I think that we ultimately bite our tongues in those situations because we are trying to preserve a relationship. So to recap, what happens when you bite your tongue and why we do this? First, we have to understand our motivation. Are we in this to hurt or are we in this to heal? Then we have to recover, regain our emotional balance. Then we have to recoup, gather our thoughts. Then we have to refrain. We are not in the business of speaking ill will and, and venomous, uh, toxic conversations or, or toxic jabs like that. We're not in that business. We're not trying to do that because ultimately, right, we care about that person. And then also the third and final thing, if we find ourselves in a situation where we are just fireball mad, hotter than fish grease, a hot pot of grits, Hot lava. I mean, when we're just ready to blow our tops and we're out of control, we have a decision to make. Are we going to bite our tongues all the way off and sever that thing to to save a relationship? Or are we just going to say, you know what, forget it. I'm spitting this venom and they're going to have to take it and then I'll just try to fix it in the end. So one thing that happens when we do spit venom, uh, we we do run the risk of 
damaging that relationship to the point where it will never be the same again. Or you may all go to your, you may all go your separate ways and never be friends again. And you have to think to yourself in that moment, is this friendship more important than my pride? Do I care enough about this friendship that I don't want to tarnish it or destroy it? We have that decision to make, and I I don't want to ever live with regrets. I know I can think of times in my life where I have said some things that I truly, truly regret, and I didn't mean it, but I said it just because I got caught up in the back and forth, back and forth, and it's just a terrible feeling. And some of those relationships are have never been the same. Some of them have recovered. But one thing that people don't forget, they do not they do not forget what has been said to them. They may forgive you, but they won't forget what has been said and you can't take that back. So we have to be careful. Sometimes it is best to bite your tongue and sometimes it's best to just to cut the whole thing thing off. I really thank you guys for um spending that moment with me to just chit chat with you about that. You know, it's been on my mind and, you know, there's no weakness in that. You're not weak for that. It takes a really strong person to, to uh, bite their tongue. It takes a really, the weak people aren't biting their tongue. Weak people are definitely not, not um, you, you don't sever your tongue if you're weak, you know? But it's not about being weak and strong, you know. I've, I've, I had to learn that, you know. You can't fight your way and beat people up all, or be physically aggressive. You can't be that way all the time in every situation. That just doesn't work. You know, people ain't trying. People get tired of that, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I'm where I'm at right now. And I hope that we all get to that level where we're willing to just talk it out and just move on. You know, it's really not that deep. Most of the time, we just think that everything is deeper than what we, uh, it's just deeper than what it really is. And we just exaggerate and just make things worse. We got to stop doing that. But with that being said, guys, I have got my first email or message and I'm going to use it for our, our fresh water moment to wrap this thing up. So I got an email from an a anonymous emailer, and they talked about how when they were younger, they were at the, uh, they were eating at a fast food restaurant, and there was a, they were approached by a homeless man. This person was with their family, and their dad had a decision to make. And uh, the dad said, hey, I'm not going to give you money, but you can come eat with me and my family, which is pretty crazy and awesome at the same time. Who does that? No one does that. So long story short, this person remembers how grateful that man was to have that meal and to share the meal with their family. And I just think back and I think, hey, you know what? What if we all did that? What if we all did that? I, I think about how much money I waste on myself. Would it really hurt to have dinner with someone? 
that you don't know? Would it really hurt to have a conversation with that person that may be bad on their luck or down on their luck? I just thought that was a really uplifting story and I thought it was really awesome. Really awesome, it puts things into perspective. And when you think about it, that's a situation that no one is gonna ever forget. Everyone that was a part of that, they're never gonna forget that. And I think that's just so awesome. That is so awesome. I just, I, I can't wait to hear more stories like that. And I can't wait to enjoy uh, more of the times like that. So keep coming in, keep writing in. You can write in, you can send, you can download the Anchor app and send a message directly, or you can uh, send me an email at blindlessvision at gmail.com. When you do that, leave your name and your state. And I will do what I can to read it over the air. So I just want to thank you guys for your time and patience. And I encourage you all to be the freshwater that heals. And remember that we're in the business of healing and not hurting until we meet again, friends. <laughs>